Brother Bobby in the first service? Did we? I can't see nothing. Yes, that. Listen, you got to get the story in the first one. I'm, I'm telling you, just it's. You need to hear it. You need to hear what God is doing and how God is blessing, and it would be a great blessing to you. Matter of fact, they're free. Hey, just just if they want a CD of that and they they miss that story, go ahead and do that. I, I can't see you, so you'll have to. Okay, all right, all right. Now listen, God wants to do something awesome with you too. The same miracles he's performing over there, God can do great things here also. Amen? Now in Acts chapter number 1, verse 8, the Bible says this. That this is, this is Jesus' last words before he goes on up to heaven. Uh, uh, he has is, he is given last-minute instructions to his, his disciples that he has, he has mentored and he has worked with and, and he has taught and trained and developed uh, for three years. He has walked with them and, and helped them and instructed them. And, and right before he leaves, right before he leaves, they're all jacked about it. I mean, they're all excited uh, because he, he told them they would rule and reign with him and and, and, and this is what they're saying. Are you going to rule and reign now? Are we going to sit on your throne with you now? I mean, are you, are you fixing to set up your kingdom? Is it all about... And he said, look, guys. Look, guys, you don't need to worry about that. Listen, the, the, when I come back, it's all in the Father's hands. He said, the Father has put all that in his hands. Listen, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to focus on. Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem... Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. What is he saying? I've got a job for you to do. Now, how many of y'all are looking forward to heaven one day? Man, I'm telling you, when you got talking about that, you know, dancing around the throne, and, and that's right out of Revelation 4 and 5, and I, I read those verses, and I get so excited, I'm telling you, I, I can't wait to sing that new song, uh, uh, Worthy is a Lamb that was slain to receive glory and power and honor. Listen, why? He hath redeemed us unto God by thy blood out of every, every kindred nation. And t- Man, that's exciting. One day we're going to be around the throne. One day we're going to wear that crown. One day we're going to be able to give those to Jesus. But until then we got a job to do. Listen, we all want to get to the celebration party, but there's a game to be played first. Listen, there is a, a war to be fought first. There is a race to be run. There is something that God wants us to do, and that's to tell every creature, Amen? Ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Brother, uh, uh, Pastor Chris O'Neill, he's our missions pastor. Would you lead us in prayer right now and pray and ask God to just bless the skit, bless everything done today, that his will be done. Now, I need every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment as Brother Chris leads us to the throne of God. Brother Chris.
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say What is this all about? 
what are we trying to do? Some of y'all are new today. This is probably maybe your first time at Temple. In the last month, this, this whole month, we've been, we've been in a missions mode. Uh, everything we've been talking about, everything we've been teaching about and preaching about is about missions and reaching people with the gospel. And I wanted to take just a moment and, and, and share with you just a sit-down talk heart-to-heart. How many of y'all ever had a heart-to-heart with you, with you parent before? How many ended up bad? Say amen. Yeah. This is not. Amen. This is going to end up good. This is, this is one of them. I've had heart-to-hearts in my life, and none of them turned out good for me. I, got, I, I guarantee you. But this one's different. I wanted to just take a moment and share with you uh, what God is doing at Temple. In the last, in the last couple years, God has tremendously, tremendously blessed Temple in such a way that we've grown uh, we've gone from one service to two services, uh, which I thought would never happen. And, you know, you never say never. Uh, I said, ain't no way we'd ever do that. And, well, we ended up having to. And now, now God has blessed in such a way that, that both services are full. So we're going to have to go to more services. Say amen right there. Isn't that a great problem? Yeah, that's a great problem. I'd rather have that problem than not, not having anybody. And, and so, so, but either way, it's still a problem. Uh, a couple weeks ago... A couple of weeks ago, we were really, really full, and, and I'm talking about elbow to elbow, and nobody likes that. Now, church people, they will put up with it because we know we're supposed to go to church. We know uh, that this is where God wants us to be, and it's the will of God we go to church, so we'll put up with stuff. We'll go to church in the rain. We'll go to church with a bad parking lot. Uh, we'll do whatever we have to do, but lost people are not that way. How many of y'all know that it's got to be very convenient uh, for lost folks to get to uh, get to church to hear the gospel? Now, we're different. We're different. I wish you could have heard the story and, and, and get the CD and you will about the people that were coming and they wanted to hear God's word. I mean, they would walk uh, for miles to hear God's word. They wanted to know what God had to say. That is not America. Say amen. Uh, we have got to do everything we can uh, to make it as convenient as possible to, for people to come and hear the gospel. Uh, like I said, not me. I'll go anywhere. It doesn't matter to me. I, I'm going to go because I love Jesus and I want to please him and I want to be where he wants me to be. But, but, but folks in the world that don't know nothing about God, that's, that's a different case. So we need to make it as convenient as we can. So what we're doing, we're going we're gonna to open up two more services. We're going to have our two services that we normally have, but we're going to add an earlier service and a later in the afternoon service. So we'll have a, help me now, Brother Dustin, I'm I don't know where you are, but oh yeah, you are the man. Amen. How many of y'all appreciate Wormy up there? Say amen. Yeah. All right. We're going to have an 8.30 traditional service right here, and we'll have them all in the auditorium. We were going to try to have the, the early one down in the little building, but we're, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to have a curtain set up in, in that very early so it doesn't look so big, uh, and, and, and we'll have that early service. And it's going to be exciting, too. I promise you, it's not going to be dead. Now, I don't care. I don't know. Uh, what your understanding of traditional is, but whatever it is, it ain't dead. Say amen. Whether we have a hymnal or whether we sing uh, praise and worship off the screen, it's going to be lively. If it's going to be done under this roof, it's going to have some life to it. Say amen right there. Hey, but it's going to be an exciting traditional service. Uh, the blended service that you, you, you have right now will be at 945 and 1115, two, two services there. And then uh, uh, the 6 o'clock contemporary service, our praise and worship will be all the new stuff, all the new songs that we do. Uh, we're going to do that in the evening. So we're going to open this up. And what I need to challenge you to do, I need to challenge you to do, if you really like the traditional, I, I need you to try that service. 
I need you to try that service. If you like contemporary, you like a, a newer style, if you would try the 6 o'clock service. You say, well, preacher, that's just my goodness. Now, don't start about sacrifice with Brother Bobby here. Say amen. He's got spitting cobras and lions. Don't make me go to the zoo. Amen? Because I'll cut a line. I'm just kidding. Listen, the whole purpose of these two services is to help get people out of these to open up seats. Not that we don't want you here, because we want you here. Regardless of what serves you, we want you here. But we need people that are committed to Christ and committed to see souls saved. Be willing to try one of these other services to open up a seat, open up your seat for lost people. You say, well, I see a couple open seats around. What you don't understand is when a church is 70% full, it's full. Because people don't like elbow to elbow. Some of y'all that's got a full pew, you don't like it now. You're just putting up with it. Say amen. Say amen. You know I'm telling the truth. Amen. Now, we just, we, we just need the room. So I wanted to share that with you because there was a little confusion about the times of the services. 8.30, 9.45, 11.15, and the 6 o'clock. Now, today, this is what we're all about at Temple. We, we have a responsibility. And I, I, I told the early service, and I hate to admit it, I hate to admit it with a, with a guest here today, but we have neglected missions for a long time at Temple. Now, we, we support missionaries. We have missionaries that we support. Uh, uh, and we've got missionaries in Mexico. We've got missionaries in Germany. We've got missionaries all over in, in the, uh, Asia in different places. But it, it's not been a real major thrust of Temple. We have spent a lot of time in Jerusalem. And our Jerusalem is Coleman County. Our Jerusalem is right here in our city. And, and the Bible says this. You're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to where? What was that last one? The uttermost. Now, we have a responsibility here in Jerusalem. We need to reach. How many of y'all know there's lost people up in Coleman County? Amen? God knows they are. Amen. And it's our responsibility to reach them. It's our responsibility to teach them and help them and share the gospel with them. But we cannot do that and neglect the uttermost. So there's got to be a balanced ministry. Brother, Brother O'Neill has been trying to help me with this. I'm a little stubborn and thick, and it takes a while. But he, him and Brother Travis has really worked on me about reaching unreached people with the gospel. Getting the gospel, and that's what this little machine is all about. It's called a proclaimer. And this is what we're going to do. Three things I want you to leave here today knowing. Three things I want you to leave here today knowing. Number one, we have a mandate. We have a mandate. It's, the word mandate means an authoritative command. An authoritative command. When Jesus left this earth, he told the disciples, which in t basically instructed the church, go preach the gospel to every creature. Go preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28 is the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world. Teach the, listen, teach them. Preach, reach them. We have a responsibility to make disciples of people and tell them about Jesus Christ and then teach them what God has taught us. That's why those folks wanted to say, teach me, what does God's Word say? What does God's Word say? I want to know what His Word says. There is a hunger, there is a thirst across the world, not as much in the United States because we're saturated with it and we have become so accustomed to it, we now take the Word of God for granted. Most people in this building right now probably have four, five, six Bibles uh, on, on shelves in different places. I've got all kinds in my house. And a lot of times, most people in America don't even read it. While people are starving to death for God's Word. And the Bible says we have a mandate. We have a, an authoritative command by God to share the gospel 
with every creature. Now, how many of y'all believe, you're in this room right now, how many of y'all believe it is the church's responsibility to get the gospel to the uttermost? Raise your hand if you believe that. Hold up high so Jesus can see it. All right? You believe it's the church's responsibility to get the gospel to every creature. Okay? Uh, how many of y'all, uh, don't, don't, don't raise your hand, don't, 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 don't answer this, this is, this is a hypothetical question. Uh, don't, what are you doing to do it? What are you doing to fulfill this responsibility to get the gospel to every creature? So what, what do you mean? That's the church's job. Okay, let me give you a, a news flash. You're the church. You're the church. I've had people come to me and say, Preacher, I think the church needs to do such and such and such and such. I said, man, I agree. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 no, no, preacher, I, I think the church needs to, I said, sir, you are the church. Go ahead. I, I'm releasing you. I'm authorizing you to go ahead and get that done. Because a lot of times people don't understand. We're the church. You're the church. I'm the church. So everybody in this room, you, you, you testified you believe that the church has a responsibility to get the gospel to every creature. Well, guess what? You and I are the church. So you and I have that responsibility. The mandate we have is twofold. The Great Commission which is get the gospel to every creature, and also the great commandment. The great commandment. You know, the Bible says we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. But also, it's to love our neighbor. In, in other words, God said this, both of those, all of the law hang on them two things. What does that mean? If we'll do those two things, all the law will be fulfilled. Because if you love your neighbor, you're not going to lust after him. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to lie to him. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from him. Am I getting somewhere? If you love your neighbor, you're not going to kill them. So if we will just learn to love God with all of our heart and love each other, everything will get done that needs to get done. And I'm saying this today because last year, our project, our missions project last year around Thanksgiving time, we took up money and we, we, we raised money to buy houses. And we bought blankets. Blankets, bananas, and Bibles. Amen. And you know why we did that? To love our neighbor. Now, now God's word in, in the gospel was preached. But listen, we can't just give them Bible. Sometimes we need to give them blankets. Listen, Jesus not only taught about the bread of life, he served the bread of life. So we have a mandate from God to do two things, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Now, that's our mandate, but number two, number two, leave here knowing this. We've got to have a means to make that happen. It's one thing to know we have a responsibility. It's one thing to know we have a job to do. It's one thing to know uh, that there is something that God has planned for us to do. Well, God has a, 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 a way and a plan to make that happen, the means that we see. The means that we see, the, 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 how are we going to get this little machine, how are we going to get this little machine and get the gospel to people who have never heard? There's two things I want you to get out of this, our method. How are we going to do this at Temple? First off, I want you to see this. First off, write this down if, you, if you're taking notes. We're going to invest our finances. We're going we're to invest our finances. What God is doing in this place, God wants us to give. God wants us to give. Now, two ways, two ways of giving. He said there's tithes and there's offerings. What are the two things? What's the first thing? Say it with me. There are and, and offerings. Now, here's, I have, I've had discussions with some folks, and, and, and they say, well, preacher, you know, tithes, 
Tithes is an Old Testament deal. Tithes is part of the law. You know, we're not, we're not commanded to give tithes because the law is, is done with. And, but you've got to understand, tithes was given way before the law came into being. Abel, when he brought his sacrifices, he brought the firstlings of his flock, brought them. In other words, the first of all that he had, he brought to God and gave to God. Abraham... Abraham, in, in the book of Genesis, he came and he offered tithes. He offered a tenth of what came in when he conquered a, a certain amount of kings. He brought that to the man of God and gave his tithes, his 10%. Jacob, the same way. Jacob, in, in uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 22, Jacob says this, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto the, you know what he was saying? He was offering his tithes back to God. And guess what? It's all pre-law. Now, Jesus said this when he was speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, you give tithe, you tithe of your, uh, of your, of your spices. You do all of this stuff. He said, but you omit the weightier things of the law. But this is what he says. And that you should have done. You should have paid your tithes, but you also should have showed mercy too. So even Jesus says that we have a responsibility to give our tithes. What do we do with tithes? What do we do with tithes? When we give our tithes to God, and, and, and let me, I told him in the early service, I wanted to rephrase how we word that. I don't want to say give because when you're giving something, it's going from your ownership to their ownership. But you've got to understand something. Everything belongs to God. The Bible says in the book of Levit Leviticus 27:30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. What does that mean? Uh, in Malachi, the Bible says, bring ye the tithes. Now, if Brother O'Neill left $1,000 at my house, if he left $1,000 at my house, misplaced it or whatever, left it at my house, uh, and I, I needed to bring it to him because he owns it. Does that make sense? He owns it. So when I bring it to him, I am not giving it to him because he already owns it. Well, when you come to God's house and you bring the tithes, you bring that tent, you're bringing what he already owns. Does that make sense? Now watch, now watch. You've got to understand something. Everything that you see, the shirt on your back, the shoes on your feet, the car you drove up in, Everything you see belongs to God. Everything. So how do you know? Because you came into the world he created naked. Job said this. Job came, he said, Naked came I into the world, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord, come on now, the Lord, and the Lord take it away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what he knew and understood? He understood that everything belongs to God. I didn't bring anything into this deal, and I'm not going to take anything out of this deal. Whatever I have, God gave it to me, and God requires that we bring a tenth of everything of our increase to Him. Not because He needs it, but because you need to give it. And the reason being is God wants to know He has your heart. For where a man's treasure is, there will his, his heart be also. You see, He asked Isaac from Abraham, he, asked, he said, Abraham, I need you to give up your son whom thou lovest, your, your one and only son, the apple of his eye. I want you to sacrifice him to me. Not because he needed Isaac, not because he necessarily wanted Isaac. He wanted Abraham. And when he did that, when he offered that, and God, God supernaturally intervened and said, okay, Abraham, now I know. Now I know I have your heart. 
Now, when we bring our tithes, we're showing God you have our heart. We are being obedient to you. But then, then offerings. Then offerings. Paul begins to talk about offerings in 2 Corinthians. He is on his third missionary journey. He is on his third missionary journey. He's going collecting offerings from the churches that he had started on, on his other missionary journeys, taking up a project, basically, if you want to use this, kind of like our project is. This is our project this year. Last year, we took up money for the, uh, the refugees in Uganda. This year, we are taking up money for the proclaimers. The proclaimers. These are little machines that have the gospel on it in the language of the people we're trying to reach, the Matili people. All right? This, this little machine costs $157. $157. And they are averaging 90 people saved and discipled. Did y'all catch that? Not just hearing it and getting saved, but saved and discipled for $157. Basically, that's a dollar and seventy-five cent a soul. Now, how many of y'all believe a soul was worth a dollar and seventy-five cent? Well, see, that's why we're raising this money is to buy as many of these as we can and get it into the hands of the missionaries. Now, how are we supposed to give this offering? The Bible says, bring the tithes. Bring the tithes. Now, it doesn't matter how your attitude is with that. It doesn't matter anything. It belongs to God. And if you take God's tithes, you're stealing. Malachi chapter 3 says, will a man rob from God? He said, how have we robbed you? He said, in tithes and offerings. Now, watch this. This is what Paul says about our offerings about our free will offerings because of our love for the people that we want to reach, our love for God. He says it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, as he, as a, uh, excuse me, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a... Now watch this next verse. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. In other words, you're never going to outgive God. If you give, God's going to make sure you have everything you need. God is going to supply your need. If you give so or spare sowingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Or so, if you're going to sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. But it's a free will offering. This offering for the proclaimers, our tithes we give because it belongs to God. But God wants to put a number in your heart to give toward this, to buy these things, and it's up to you. It's completely up to you. Whatever your heart says out of a cheerful giving. Now, I'm, I'm kind of a different school of some, you know, some pastors said, now, if you can't give cheerfully, you don't need to give at all. I don't agree with that. I think you need to give and ask God to help you with your attitudes. Amen. Hey, man, I'm just, anyhow, I'm sorry. Uh, just act like you didn't hear that, Brother Bobby. I don't, uh, listen, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, need a little levity at the times like this, talking about giving. Nobody likes to hear this. And I promise you, I don't like here talking about this, but it's the Bible. Now, here, here's, here's what Brother Doug told me I needed to do. I never told you about our sit-down, but... Brother, Brother Doug took me out to eat, and I was going to him about a totally different matter, and we got to talking about this, and we were really struggling this area, and he wanted, and man, by the time he was through with me, I was squalling, blubbering, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just a wicked, awful sinner. 
He said, you need to go and apologize to your people for neglecting, speaking about giving because you have robbed them of blessings. He said, there are so many blessings that are connected with giving. Give and it shall be given you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Are y'all with me? He says in Malachi chapter 3, he says, listen, try me. Try me. Bring ye all the tithes and all. Bring it to the store and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you're not even able to receive. I said, wow. So we're giving today. These are $157 a piece. Some of y'all can give one. You know, maybe God has put on your heart to give two, maybe ten. There's some folks in here right now, I guarantee you can give ten with no problem. You could, you could give 10, you could give 50 with no problem. Give what God tells you to give. $1.75 a soul. 10. Let's, let's do Anybody got a calculator? Calculator. I should have done had this, but I didn't. All right. 10, 10, 10 proclaimers. 10 proclaimers. That's 1,570. All right, but this, this uh, uh, $1.75, how many is that? How many is that? 1,570 divided by $1.75. Is that, is that a way to do it? I'm not good at math. Huh? 800. So, so, so 10 proclaimers represents 897 people saved. About how many people are attending regularly at Temple right now? Wouldn't that be awesome? Listen, do what God asks you to do. We're going to take this offering up in just a minute, but pray and ask God. Now listen, these, these I, I need a card, Brother Travis. I need one of those cards. These, these don't float in the air over there. These, they, don't, they don't float in the air over there. They, we can't just mail them and they'll land in. The, and somebody's got to take them. Somebody's got to take them. So this is what we're asking. For a long time, we've neglected this, and, and we're going to change this. Now this is, this is your free will. This is your free will. So if, if you don't want to do nothing, you've got an attitude about it, just, just check out for just a second, all right? Uh, but for the rest of you that love Jesus and want to see people saved, this is what I want you to understand. We give our tithes and our offerings to keep the lights on. See, it's already messing up. We're running low. Hey, all day the devil's been messing with our, our, our lights, so just, uh, but that was a good timing, amen? We give our tithes and our offerings to take care of, of this building, to take care of the property, to take care of the administrate, to take care of everything we got to do here. The ministries, the, the, the ministry that's going on, they're cooking in the back for, though, don't worry about it, I can keep talking, just keep watching. Listen, just cut them off, just cut them off, Dustin. If they're going to keep blinking like that, just do whatever you got to do to fix that. Brother Dorgan's headed that way. Look, and that's, if you, if you don't think that's Satan, these things haven't messed up since Easter when we tried to do something for God. So this is the devil. I'm telling you, this is the devil. But that's all right. That's all right. We're going to win. Amen. Now listen. Listen here. Listen here. In this card, in this card, it's got here, in dependence upon God, I will endeavor to give either, in circle one, either weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or bi-monthly toward the global missions work of Temple Baptist Church. And listen, this is completely going to missions. This is above my tithes and offerings. This is, I'm going to give either weekly, monthly, however you decide, and it's between you and God, and every dime will go so we can support missionaries to take, take these to the field. You see, Brother Bobby gets support 
from people like you and me so he can go to Africa and take the gospel. Now, without this, Brother Bobby, you can't go. You won't have the ability to go. But when we decide, listen, we not only care about Jerusalem, we care about the uttermost. So we're going to give sacrificially above our tithes and our offerings to this cause, to the mission's cause. And, and by the way, on the bottom, it says this. Independence upon God, the same thing. That gives, it says age group. We don't even want to put your name on this. Do not put your name on this because nobody's going to track you down. Nobody's going to come and call you. This is between you and God. But the reason we would like this number is so we can budget for it, so we can know how many missionaries we can take on. I would love to take on Brother Bobby, wouldn't you? I'd love to do that in his ministry. And Brother, Brother Tommy Tillman, come. do you know Brother Tommy? Is he not cool or what? Wow. Say that again. Are you serious? Under Brother Tommy Tick. Let's give God praise right there. That's cool. I would love to take Brother Tommy Tillman, or listen, in, in, in his ministry and what he's doing. It would be an awesome deal. And the more of this we get, get coming in, the more we can go. How many of y'all would like to go on a mission trip to Africa and be a part of that, that ministry? Wouldn't that be cool? Go over there, be chased by lions and eat crickets? Say amen. Hallelujah. Listen, they say if you put chocolate on them, it's wonderful. Amen? Now listen, I want you to pray about it. We've got, we've got Brother Bobby, will you pray for our offering again? If you'll come up, Brother Jalen, I don't know where he's at. Uh, Jalen, if you'll come and grab a microphone. We're going to do this. And you say, what is our motive? What is our motive? Are we trying to get rich? No, because we're not going to get any of this. This is all going to go to the proclaimers. It's all going to go to the mission field. What is our motive? We talked about our mandate. We talked about our means, how we're going to see it done. The motive is this. We want to be obedient to the Master. We want to, be, we, we want to obey God. I want God to have His way. Not only, not only obedience to the Master, but this is really important. Our obligation to the masses. Paul said this. He said, I'm a debtor. I have an obligation to go preach the gospel because one day somebody brought the gospel to me. And I want to help get the gospel to others. So our motive is this. Let's see people say, Brother Bobby, if you'll pray, and this is what I want you to do, just fill that thing out real quick and just put that with your, with your, uh, your proclaimer offering and you just come after he prays. We're going to come and put it in this basket. We've got the end of the skit going to take place right while we're doing this. And, uh, and, and you don't have to put your name on the proclaimer offering. If you don't want to do that, if you want it to be anonymous, that's fine. But if you need it for tax purposes and tax records, just put your name on that envelope, and we'll make sure and keep a record of that. But we're going to do this. Now, remember, our project, our project, this envelope here, this envelope here goes to the project, goes to bind proclaimers. And then this envelope is to help us support missionaries to take the proclaimers to the field. All right? Brother Bobby, would you lead us in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus, the wonderful, holy name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that you are indeed Lord. And Lord, there is countless souls around this world, millions that have never heard of the precious name of Jesus. And God, this church, your church, this pastor, your people have an opportunity today to be able to make that investment in getting your word into the hearts and into the minds of literally tens of thousands of people that have never heard 
how you died for them and were buried and rose again. For God, we come before you this morning begging you to be pleased in this offering. God, we present ourselves first to you. Here am I, Lord. Send me. But God, would you use this offering? Would you use it for your glory? that souls would be saved and churches would be planted around this world. God, would you please bless it. Father, we bring it to you in worship today. We give it because, Lord, we love you. And we're so thankful that you loved us. For God, we come and we give this offering to you, a free will offering, an offering to be used to proclaim your name throughout this world. God, be pleased in all that is done. Lord, bless the giver. Bless the gift. Use it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing grace How sweet the sound That